Welcome to the Go One Better podcast. We are your hosts, Hannah Tucker and Abby Layton. And if you're serious about mastering your mindset, nutrition and training, but love a good time and a lol, then stay around because we're about to become best friends. Hi guys! Welcome back. This is our second. I know. Time. I know. We upgraded though. Last time we were at the floor. I know. We were Tom's house. house. Yeah. <laughs> Recording on a shitty little computer, I think. Yeah, it was very like, very oh like two D. It was actually my first. Was it my first? No, I had done one before that. Yeah. I'm actually feeling more nervous about this one though because it's less like I don't fully know what the girls are going to ask mm. me today <laughs> and as I feel like it's a I think I have controversial opinions on this topic. I don't think we know what we're going to ask. <laughs> no, <laughs> we do. We do. We kind of wanted to pick your brain on to be fair I th- I because we me and Han both have seen you before yep. about separate things mostly to do with men relationship relationship, <laughs> relationship advice and every time I've walked away from a session with you I've felt a lot clearer on understanding sort of the male brain or the, how the males that. are wired, yeah. I guess, in terms of my needs and what I expect and sort of their needs and what they might be giving me and all of that sort of stuff. So I, I wouldn't have made it through last year without you. I don't think. <laughs> Got your back, dolls. Even maybe this year for that matter. <laughs> so, yeah, we do take what you say very seriously. We do. I feel like on that note, the first thing I want to say is like this is an interesting topic, right? This is not an exact science, boys and girls. Yes. Yeah. I did not do a class at uni that taught me how men think and how women think and you should now take everything I say as Bible. Yeah. All I would say is I'm a woman that I think operates a lot out of a masculine energy, which gives mm. me an awareness and understanding of a, man, a man's brain that a lot of women that are more feminine don't. I grew up around a lot of men. I worked in construction for five years, surrounded by men. I now these days really predominantly coach men. Like there is a lot of women too, but more men than women. So I've gathered a lot of information. And yes, I probably have a little bit like, maybe not quite exactly like Jordan Peterson, but in terms of his very traditional leanings of like biological effects on how we think and masculine feminine energy like it's been something that I find really fascinating because of my own personal experiences as well so I've read a lot of people that really speak from that school of thought yeah and I the same as you guys have found so much clarity in it Mm. because I also used to be like Men from Mars, women from Venus, the fuck. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't swear. Yeah, um, you swear. Anything goes here. Um, and to be fair, I also had a, I had a male, a, a male best friend for a lot of years that gave me a very deep understanding of like, because they don't give a, f- they, they'll tell you anything, you're mm. right. So I just started to gather a lot of information and yeah, I guess so just that's my little star Disclaimer, before anything yeah. I say here. This is all at the end of the day, just my opinion based on my life experiences and as the girls have said they've walked away feeling clearer sometimes so as you should take everything with a grain of salt but I just want to say that before I start like I'm definitely not talking out of some textbook and everyone should just bible my words from here so let's just I'm going to kick it off with you having just said that you had a best friend yes a male best friend for quite some time yes I've got a male best friend do you have a male best friend I don't have a male best friend, but I'm actually going out to dinner with a, a guy tonight who's been a friend. We've dated in the past, though. Yeah, yeah. so there you go. Um, yeah. So now we're friends. So, but my question yeah. lies, do you believe that girls and boys or women and men can just be friends without one having feelings? In my experience of every – I used to say 100% yes. Mm. I used to say 100% yes. The older I get – no. 100% no. <laughs> Not 100% no, mm. but I believe that unless one person in that friendship is 
in a relationship that is very loving and going well, that at some point someone will wonder, Mm, hey, should we be a couple? And in my experience, I have seen it happen so, so many times that all of a sudden the best friend and the person are sleeping together. Mm. Very rarely works out, to be honest, but it very often has happened. What about, so Hannah, yours is kind of different, exes that can now be friends. Oh, well, that's, (laughs) nah, you know what? Oh, Fuck. <laughs> These are hard questions. So is my question, can you be friends with your ex? Not straight away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I do agree with that. I do. I definitely agree Absolutely with that. not straight away. You're all kidding yourselves. I've done that before. Straight out, didn't put him down. Tried to tell myself I was, but I wasn't. Mm. Because the connection, if, if you ever really loved them, Obviously, sometimes people just get in relationships to get in relationships and there was never like real, that intense, you made me stupid love. Maybe in those dynamics where they were more of a like comfortable pairing and then it didn't work out and they realized they're better as friends, that that can be eventually sustainable. But in my opinion, if you've had that really intense love for someone, you need to break whether you want to get spiritual about it or you want to get logical, you need to break that connection before you re-engage. Um But I do sometimes believe that if the sexual chemistry is out of the way, there's actually more chance that that friendship will work. You know, me and, like, the best friend, we, like, I played with the idea at one point. He played at the idea at one point. But as soon as we – like, it didn't really go anywhere, Mm. you know. And once we – thought about it we kind of had to go there to put it down Mm. yeah i feel like that's that's the case a lot of the time is that you hear that best friends like sleep together and they're like that was fucking weird oh we didn't never do that yeah we didn't sleep together just fyi (laughs) putting that one out there's a few people listening like oh my god i knew that's what they did (laughs) no no we didn't do that but like yeah we like we kissed and (laughs) and i was like no we're both like nah not it you know it wasn't it and then after that the sexual chemistry was diffused. So, yeah. like, if you're asking me if I had a boy, well, I have a boyfriend, but if my boyfriend, he doesn't believe in girls and guys being friends. He doesn't think it's possible because he believes. So he has no girlfriends. No, nah, not really. Only very, like. Just, like, girlfriends of his mates or something. Pretty much. And a few, like, distant girlfriends, like, from the years of school or whatever, but he has no close girlfriends because, like, he's of the belief that a man, especially from the man's perspective, and I kind of do agree with this. They all wanted to fuck you at some point, Dar. This part I'm going to be yeah. very honest about. Do I think that if I got butt naked and asked one of my friends to fuck me, that he'd say no? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, that's not me being like, I don't mean to be. I just don't. I think that for men in particular, if you really throw the pussy at them, they're probably going <laughs> to eat it. You know? <laughs> I just think that's probably. It's probably true. You know? But. Yeah, I, I think it's a complicated question. Yeah. I don't think it's black and white, but I think, yes, you have reason to be a bit nervous, I think, when there is a best friend and a guy and they've been single for a long time because it just makes sense, right? If I like you in every facet and I find you in any way attractive, mm, why, would I, I, why yeah. would I not explore that? Because that's yeah. the ideal circumstance. Your best friend being the person you want to be with for the rest mm. of your life, shit, yeah. Mm. How okay. great's that? But Agreed. this is going to roll into the next thing then. Okay. Because this is a situation I've come across in the last mm. couple okay. weeks, yeah. months, whatever, of I've had like a great relationship, friendship. In saying this, we have <coughs> slept together once. Yeah. But. Was it shit? 
No. Okay. Oof. But this was at the very start, right? So we slept together the first sort of week or two of hanging out. Yeah. And then had a conversation where he was like, I'm not ready for a relationship. Let's just be mates. Yeah. And I fuck you not. We've been like legit besties for the last two months, spending weekends together, nothing physical, not one thing physical. And I cannot wrap my – I've now pulled, called, called it off, pulled the pin, whatever. Mm. As of like three days ago. Okay. Because I was like, this is, it's weird. I'm spend I'm devoting my time. I'm changing my schedules for you. I'm, we're behaving like boyfriend, boyfriend and girlfriend, girlfriend. But we're not. But we're not. And there's no physical or anything like that. But I was like, I have feelings because yeah. I care. Yeah. So I'm like, where do you sit on like thinking that like, he's like, you know, you're epic and I love you and whatever. Well, man, I, mm, I know men that say that that's a thing. I know men that have girls that they've slept with and that they're now friends with and they, are adamant that it would now. I reckon one person comes to the conclusion there's something about you that isn't it for me. And for that, whatever that point is, then they can be your friend. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. If you hit that point, then there's one, but the issue is likely one of you gets there and one of you doesn't. One of you, and probably it's the girl, if I'm going to be honest. Like most of the time it is us because we're more nuancing in our feelings you know what i mean like you as a girl you know when you got the ick ick if you got the ick ick like you're off him and it's definitely guaranteed that he's not it but unless that happened it's likely at some point even if it's just like because you're in a low coming out i'm not even saying but it's like that it's like you have a fight with your boyfriend and this guy is there and he's your best friend and there's this one time and he gets you in all the ways your boyfriend doesn't. (laughs) And it's just kind of a bit like you're playing with fire. Mm. Like I'm not saying Mm. it's impossible, but the human condition is we are tempted and when sex is involved, we are even less smart. (laughs) So I just feel like, do I think you can't have male and female friends? No, I think you can. I think how close you can be is question marked and I think the longer that your friends – the closer you are, the more likely it is that someone is going to get sexual. Mm. And I don't think it's at, ab- at all abnormal that if you're the partner of someone in that position that you feel a bit nervous about it. Mm. Because in my experience, it has always burned me. Mm. In saying what Hannah is also talking about then in terms of your male friend not being ready for a relationship, do you believe that that is a cop-out? Because I think it's a cop-out. Hannah out. thinks that's a cop-out in this situation. De- define cop-out. As in, we he has been and we have been acting like a couple for the last, what? God, I yeah, was he listening to this? Because this is going to be fun. No, be. Two months, <laughs> let's say. Like, I'm talking Chatting. fucking texting, dates, not dates, but dates. Like, mm. datey things, datey behaviour. Yes. Movies, all that bullshit. Mm. But, like... And, like, some flirtatious banter, but, like, literally nothing physical, physical. whatsoever. Um, and we have, like, spoke, we've sp- had the relationship conversation, like, three times now. And him just being like, I'm just not in a place, in a, what did he say? Time in my life yeah, to, be to be ready for a for relationship. relationship. I'm like, bro, you're 30. <laughs> 31, actually. Um, in my opinion, this, the, this is going to be, uh, how do I wear this? He doesn't like you. No, no. I'm not going to comment on that, but I'm going to talk about the readiness concept instead. I'm going to say how seriously a man, a a man in his masculine, how seriously a man in his masculine takes the commitment of you are my girlfriend is bigger than the way a woman takes the commitment of you are my boyfriend. Mm. What I've noticed is like men – it's like they're preparing to get engaged to you before they make you their girlfriend. Mm. As a girl, like most of the time, to be honest, for me, 
as I get older, I'm finding I'm I'm getting a little bit more in the man's point of view. But when I was younger, I'd be like, bro, relax. You don't have to know if I'm the one. <laughs> like, that's why we're dating. So you can figure out if yeah. I'm the one. Yeah. But he was very like, no, I need to know, you know, mm. like I need, and I didn't get it. But what I realized, the more time I spend around men and the more I read about men and the more time I spend in my masculine energy is a man takes a commitment very seriously. Mm. He weighs up what it's going to cost him, what he has to do, what he has to provide and whether he is willing and able to provide that on a consistent basis. Mm. If he is not, he will not take the commitment. Women have a feeling they want to do the thing. Later they're like, oh, I don't want to do it anymore, and they deal with it then, you know? Like we don't actually – we aren't very good at measuring – time and energy expenditure. I think that's why we can have kids because if we actually could sit there and be like, oh, let's think about the time and energy it's going to take to grow a human, squeeze it out my hoo-ha and then raise it for the next 18 years where I don't sleep or whatever, whatever, you probably wouldn't do it because holy crap, if I really wrote that out on a spreadsheet, I, you know, you really, especially when you haven't experienced what that love feels like, think about what you're committing to, (laughs) you know, whereas men are acutely aware of energy expenditure. They're acutely – that's why sometimes I don't want to have an argument with you because they're acutely aware of how much energy it's going to cost them to have that conversation with you, whereas you'll just start having it and then halfway through being like, fuck, I probably shouldn't have done this before I go to work at 7 a.m., you know what I mean? Like we don't – we measure on our feelings and um, (laughs) we measure on our feelings and I think they measure actually based on whether they think they can do it or not. So – do I think it's a cop out? I think sometimes it feels like a cop out because, bruh, you're already doing it. Mm-hmm. We're going on dates. We're spending the time, but it probably is telling you that on an emotional level, he's not doing it. Yeah, he might be able to go through the motions when it feels good and whatever, but he kind of knows that on a deeper level, he's not willing or able to give you what it would really mean to like you. That extra okay. commitment, that thing, he's not ready to. Uh, he doesn't trust himself to be able to provide and protect you in the way that he needs to yeah like um is it a cop out yes i think australian men in general are very non-committal and have gotten very scared of hard work and avoid and they can because we let them and we accept these half we what happens is you accept this half reality you go oh he just wants to be friends okay no worries (laughs) i'll be his friend i'll give him all the i'll let him have his cake and eat it too because i kind of want that that kind of gives me what I need. So you allow for him to stay in in his limp dick moment a little bit. Whereas maybe if as women we said, nah, if you're not going to give me what I want, I'm not going to do it, then eventually we'll make we'll – like, That's great. But <laughs> say maybe, maybe, but maybe, he'd actually, <laughs> maybe he'd actually step up. Mm. And there's like yeah. – and the other part of this is something we've spoken about before, which is I think uh, being ready – means more to a man than it does a woman. Again, I'm going to use the example of kids, right? Women at any point in time can just get pregnant and if we have sex, obviously. So, and if that happens, we just have to get ready. Like we're very good at um, accommodating to our environment. It's like on a, like genet- on a you know, innate level, we're good at accommodating. So I think that if we want something enough, we can get ready even when we're not ready. Mm. Whereas men are innately selfish, they're des- they're designed they're designed to provide protect and produce and for them to provide protect project protect and produce they have to stay alive they can't put you first because if they die lots of people die not just you mm. so their biological 
inclination is to be and to provide. And, and I do agree, like, women want a man who can provide and protect. So as much as you say you want him to pick you first, you probably don't. Mm. Because if you did, you wouldn't think it was attractive. You'd think it was a bit limpy because he never stands by anything he wants. Mm. He doesn't work hard. He doesn't have a purpose. He doesn't have a drive. He's just whipped. And you actually probably wouldn't find that as attractive as you think you would if it was if you are a woman in your feminine because you want a man who's doing those things. So I actually do think there's more validity to men feeling like being in a point in their life where they're ready for the commitment for like for a lot of those reasons. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm. What was your hypothetical? Well, my hypothetical. <laughs> it's not so hypothetical. My hypothetical was that coming out of a relationship, someone yeah. like for me right now. I'm not really ready for another relationship. And Correct. people are like always like, oh, but when you're like, there shouldn't be a timeline. Like if it was the right one, you'd be ready. Yeah. But like, I don't really feel like that. I think the jumping from one relationship to another relationship is more, not, really a good, not a good yeah. idea. Yeah. Because I agree. A lot what, of- like you probably haven't processed what just happened. Yeah. You probably haven't put it down. You probably haven't you know, healing is feeling, not forgetting. Mm. You probably haven't felt your way through what you need to and you're probably, yeah, you might like this person but it's also very likely they're like feeling a need you're afraid to be without, Mm. you know what I mean? So I do think it's very healthy to have a break between relationships. Obviously there are some situations where people, I've seen it happen where they've jumped but generally speaking, no, I avoid it. If someone says to me they're freshly out of a relationship – And in my experiences where I've gotten with someone who's done that, it often will lead to a problem down the line. Mm. So, yeah, I think if both people are in that same place where they're not ready, it's okay, but be willing to deal with the pain of him potentially not getting ready and when you like him enough, you being ready and him maybe still not because I don't actually believe, you know how they say when he likes you enough, he'll get there. That's very, exactly what I said very you. controversial opinion, but I don't necessarily believe that's true about men. Okay, I think it's even if I think I think even if you are the one, if he hasn't done the work and he isn't in the yeah. place, <laughs> then he is. Then he is not. <laughs> then he is not. Then it doesn't matter that you know. And but that's very controversial. I know a lot of people will say to me, "No, like if he loves you enough, he'll make it work." I don't think a man in his masculine will. Maybe a guy in his feminine because by his nature he's learnt to be or a adaptable. guy that's not in touch with his what is happening. I think like that's not very self aware. Like I feel like someone who is fresh out of a relationship, not dealing with their emotions, jumps into another relationship. And yeah, then but he just—I bet you that relationship falls apart. That's what I mean. That's what like I mean. Someone, yeah, Correct. so someone who's not going through the pain and actually dealing with yeah. the breakup. Yeah, but almost like two different things. Like that. Like you're talking about a guy who doesn't think he needs to wait after. Versus the guy, yeah. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Versus yeah. the guy who does. And or a girl, I, I, same as girl yeah, or guy. Because yeah. a lot of girls, like girls are probably, it's hard to say girl or guy because this is the whole thing. Like feminine and masculine energy is so skewed because of the society we live in that there are women that are more masculine and men that are more feminine. So when I say men and female, I'm kind of more often referring to masculine and feminine. Mm. Yeah. Um, do I think that when men are more in their masculine and women are more in their feminine, do things flow better? Yes. For, like internally like I operate a lot out of my masculine but I know it's a trauma response it's mm, not yeah. it's not because this is my natural setting or how I should be it's because it's how I had to be because of how I had to survive and also how I've had to become through dating because when men are 
I felt that, that I am the one that has to be consistent and step up and I'm the one that has to be leveled and emotional. But what I've noticed in my most recent relationship is <laughs> I kind of like that he lets me like not have to. Mm. <laughs> like I never really understood that concept of like I'm not a psycho at all. But you know how girls be like, like kind of those girls that like used to love a guy that used to handle if he could. Like I've lost it a few times a bit. And, and he's been able to really handle it. And I've been like, oh, that was nice. Mm, yeah. Like, I, not yeah. in a bad way. Like, I just get passionate sometimes and I, like, you know, I'll get whatever. And he's so unfazed by it. And I find that really attractive that I can have my feelings. Mm. And he's not. Getting... Whereas in the past, people haven't been able to handle me and my feelings. And I've had to stay in my masculine. And I've been able to do it. But I'm starting to see the way that I, me being in my masculine. It's a trauma response. I've done it because I've had to. It's not because it's what naturally feels good necessarily to me all the time and I'm more tired when I'm in my masculine a lot can you explain what like masculine and is that a lot is that a hard to because some people listening might be like what the fuck does she mean by masculine energy yeah so and this is hard because there are people that will explain this heaps heaps better than me because there's people that this is like their whole yeah but like um the feminine is like the ocean you flow you give you take you're very you know, intuitive, very guided by feelings. In one moment, I'll tell you, like, there's this book I'm reading, The Way of the Superior Man, and it says, like, um, the feminine's never lying to you. She said, yes, she wanted to do something at the start, but later she felt different and she said no. She wasn't lying at the start, but she's guided by her feelings. Mm, Um, It's soft. It's supportive. It's not... Uh, a fixer which is where women go you know how women start trying to like fix their boyfriends and like guide them Me. <laughs> that's like toxic feminine vibes like the healthy feminine is a mother think think like the cliche like nurturing the cliche nurturing supporting she's fierce and she's strong but in her in the way she's able to flow and give and feel and she's forceful but she is like whew, like yeah. the ocean mm. the masculine is like a rock it stands it's, it provides it protects it it knows what it wants and it goes for it. It's very black and white, matter of fact. It doesn't, you know, it, it gets literal. It's very literal in its commitment. It's it's the it's why men take the commitment really seriously. They're really thinking about can I give you what you need and what you want. They it's the reason why when a guy gives you advice and you don't take it, he's really like, What the hell? Like I really put effort into that. I, I energy expenditure. The woman's like, Oh well, she didn't listen. Mm. Because you just, we just, la, 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 mm. we love that, you know. That's kind of how I would sort of describe it very, like, but it's, again, go back to, like, if you think traditional gender roles, mm. it kind of leads to sort, gives you the idea of what the masculine and feminine kind of look like. Yeah. Obviously, it's, like, can be distorted and a bit toxic in some circumstances, but it's, like, yeah, that's kind of. So do both females and males have energy from both? Yeah, so think that yin and yang symbol. Yeah. The concept of yin and yang is the masculine and feminine and each has a dot in both. And everyone has a different balance of those two energies. Traditionally speaking, the idea is that men are more masculine and women are more feminine. But due to society's changes, whether you want to talk about that from like a gut health, testosterone dropping, chemicals in the air kind of vibe – or you want to speak about that from a, and this is where I might get some haters. Um, my opinion on the equality movement is it's done the opposite of create equality. My opinion is that we've confused equality with sameness. Mm-hmm. That men feel, women feel the need to say, I can do everything men can do exactly like men can. No, you can't. Yeah, mm. no. 
You can do exactly what men can do in a totally different way and that is your power. That is women. That is men. They do things in a way we can't and we do things in a way that they can't and that's that's what's amazing. But Mm. for some reason we felt the need to do it the same way and I think all we're doing is neutering both genders, giving us a bigger disconnect from each other, creating this like hate and dislike from each other because – no one's educating you on the way that a man is different from you and a woman is different from you. So we keep getting angry because it's like, I said something to you. And he's like, I said something to you, but you don't realize you're speaking different languages. Mm. And we're all trying to pretend we're all the same and no one's letting you actually learn about it. Whereas if I just understood like, oh, um, you know, men have more single focused and women have more diffused awareness, which is the fact that, um, to explain this one a little bit. So think caveman days, men's... Um, role was hunt hunt provide protect things that involved a lot of intense energy you know he couldn't be thinking about what the kids were doing while he was out hunting an animal because he'd die so he got very intense single focus at things women diffused awareness by nature we were gathering berries we were holding the babies we were talking to the other women we're aware of all the things at the same time it's why you joke when you send a guy to find the keys he can't find the keys because he's looking single 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 you walk in scan the room there's the keys Mm. Right? So that means that when your guy's at work and he's at work mode all day and he's focused fully on work and he forgets to message you happy birthday until he finishes work at 5.05 and you go, he doesn't love me. I could never forget about him. doesn't matter what I was doing. He'd always be in the back of my mind because if I love someone enough, yeah. I'm always thinking Done about it. him because that is true. For him, no, because he's in, his, he's in his single focus. He's in that mode. The moment he switched out of it, he thought about all the other things in his life that mattered and, of course, you were there right away. But because we assume their brains are like ours, we keep getting mad at them because there was a moment they could forget. And I get this because when I'm in work mode, I'm like I'm a different person when I'm in work mode. Like I can forget like the most wild things. But then when I'm in not work mode, it's like that. Like I couldn't – And yet, whereas men don't necessarily understand. But that, that's a very simple concept that – I didn't learn until I learned it and totally changed my dynamic with every man since then. Mm. But the equality movement would have me not learn that because it tells me we're exactly the same and there's something wrong in us being different and I'm being sexist if I admit that. Mm. Like I'm being sexist or I'm being homophobic if I admit that genetically there might be something that my genes and DNA are making me want to do that yours don't. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I might get cancelled on Instagram after this one. (laughs) That's all right. No, I think that's a really, it's really interesting way of looking at it. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I I have been, when I came to you, I think that was a big changing point for me when you said the whole single and when they can only sort of focus on the one thing at a time. And, And you think that sort of, do you think that leads into their readiness to commit as well? Like if a man is sort of focusing on his career, he can't, Part of it. Like Um, commit to a relationship. Part of it. So there's a woman by the name of Alison Armstrong. She's where I get a lot of this like stuff that I talk about in terms of – she says men have stages of development um, and – it would – that stages of development would be more to explain why a guy isn't ready. So a guy goes into print – like the phase of being a prince, which is probably like – 
some point in their 20s, generally speaking, where they they tick out of like real bachelor mode where he was a knight is the phase before like, you know, really competitive, no commitment, doesn't really know, you know, just figuring out life, what he likes, really adventure conquer vibes. And then he switches into being a prince where he has this moment where he goes, one day I'm going to be a king and I'm going to want to build a kingdom. What kingdom do I want to build? Where do I want to build it? What do I want to be doing? Who do I want in it? Do I want a queen? When do I want to bring the queen in? Mm. Do I build my kingdom with her? Or do I bring her in when the kingdom is complete? Mm. That is where readiness to commit comes in. What that is influenced by is a lot to do with how they were raised. So let's think culturally, right? So think the wogs. Generally speaking, they saw kingdoms being built Parents married young, the woman's by your side, she's your supporter, that's how it's built. They often will commit young also um, versus maybe the guy who's um, – this is a big one that, I, that I've seen is uh, the guy whose dad wasn't around. He will want everything ready mm. before he brings in his queen because he wants to be there for his kid in a way his dad wasn't. So he's going to make sure that he can provide and protect all the things that he needs to before he brings in a woman because he doesn't want to not be able to be there for his child or it could be maybe why he has a partner but he's not ready to have kids yet and you are Mm. because every man has an idea of what they want to provide and how they want to protect and until they believe they can do that, they won't make that step because they can't make the commitment to you that they know they need to make because they take that commitment very seriously. I think the way that this gets more complicated these days is I think a lot of men are stepping away from figuring this out because of, again, big debate. Is it the testosterone thing? Is it that women are letting them get away with bloody murder so they never really have to step up? They're very much getting their cake and eating it too. Is it the we're a fatherless society, like there is such a shortage of fathers and such a shortage of men that had good role models and mm-hmm. – so how do they know what mm. to provide and protect and how to step up when they never got shown? Mm. You know, yeah. like it's it's a very compli- – the, the causation of that is very complicated. For another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Wowza, holy moly, my mind's blown. Yeah, my mind's blown That's too. a lot. That was a lot. That was great. <laughs> that was great though. Yeah, thank you so I much. I feel smarter. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Guys, if you want But wanna, I'm off dating. You are? Yeah, I'm fucking off. As in, I think we can all agree, Hannah, take a break. How's your hinge? No hinge? No hinge for Han. Hinge gone. Do you still have a little cheeky window shop? I have a cheeky window shop. See that? No. This is what's wrong with apps. I I hate apps. Humans are not things you window shop. This is the problem. You. This is the problem. Men and women think, oh, it didn't work out. I'll just buy a new iPhone. Mm. I'll hop on my phone and just swipe till I pick. No. Mm. Not no, how humans rather, work. Yeah, I would rather make I'm someone terrible. organically. You are terrible. I'm terrible. But, but that, can you see what that's creating? Like yeah. this idea that there's – because, again, relationships are going to be hard. Looking at the camera, there will be a moment where it's hard and you have to work through it. But this idea that I can just – put it down and pick up my phone and swipe right and there will be another one that I can upgrade like my iPhone does every couple of years is also part of what is destroying relationships because people don't delete hinge push no <laughs> don't they don't push through the hard the quote ready yep the grass ain't greener the grass yeah water it's where you water it oh I've had that line used on me before the grass is greener where you water it gang that's it yeah that's it yeah I think it's true but Hinge is fun. It is fun. Like, honestly, for like a bit of a laugh every now and again. Yeah, a bit of a chat. Might have to change my location at Melbourne. <laughs> oh, please do, Hannah. 
I'm I don't we get Tom I'm anti-app but that's probably a freaking no I have always been anti-app and then you dad me to download it when I was freshly single you just never know I just don't think I don't like the psychology of it I get that it has a place and it's helped a lot of people and it's been good I don't like the psychology of it Mm. because I think it's promoting especially probably more so around not both it's creating a desperation in women and it's creating Mm. this illusion for men like porn does that there's like all these options and all these things, you know what I mean? They're wanting mm. or their threshold of what is satisfying them is getting higher because they're looking at some girl's Instagram yeah. bio yeah. and the photos and thinking that's a real thing. Yeah, and they're not trying as hard. No, no, no one's try trying as hard. hard. That's it. And we're not making anyone try as hard. And then women are getting – it's weird. It's having the averse effect yeah. on them. Women are getting more like – why do none of them choose me? And guys are being like, ooh, so many choices. Mm, and, yeah. like, we're both getting more toxic in our toxic trait as a result of our engagement on these apps. Yeah. Yeah. All I right, love deleting that. Hinge. <laughs> That's this week's takeaway, guys. Delete the apps. We're off of them. Let's meet someone organically. After Melbourne because mm. I just want to see who's on there. <laughs> it's such a Hannah comment. That is just the most Hannah comment I've heard. You know, I'll do the right thing in a minute. <laughs> I'll start, on Monday. I'll yeah, start, start on, on Monday. I'll start on Monday. You're that girl. You're that girl. I seriously oh am. You are. So rip me. So good. Literally rip. Guys, if you want to find Nadia on Instagram. I'm um, pretty sure it's Nadia.mindandcore. Yeah, you got I got deleted. Got <laughs> no, I didn't get hacked. Oh. I just – Instagram deleted me. I have contra- Did you get shadow banned and then deleted? I don't know. Mm. I do have you controversial, have controversial opinions. So yeah. I don't think so. I didn't get any – I didn't get a no, notification no. to say, hey, you've um, voided company standards or anything, but I just randomly got deleted and had to start again. Well, both Abby and I recommend Nadia if you guys mm. need. Some yeah, I do. Direction. Like, yeah, I also do things outside of relationships. Just yeah, as an, yeah. I've spoken about relationships a lot on here, but I do. You know, I do talk about that. But yeah, I do work outside of that. Um, mental health, mental performance stuff. Um, yeah, even like life things. I've had clients come to you about all sorts of, their of things. Life, yeah, purpose, life. values. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess just that whole investigation of self and what serves. And I guess I do operate out of a more I guess I'm, I'm using inverted commas traditional mindset and a bit like what does science tell us as well as all the mindfulness and to be fair more recently like getting more spiritually inclined as well like since I found breath work and stuff and some of the people that have come into my life I've found myself getting more and more led into this whole like there's some divine stuff okay. in it okay. you know that's very new to me because I very much started from like science and thinking patterns mm-hmm. and through my journey have seeing that there's more to it than where I started. Great. You're amazing. Amazing. Oh, thanks. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much. We'll have you back real soon. Thanks for having me. More relationship (laughs) times. This is the pre-dating, so maybe once we start dating, we'll get you back. Imagine we can have, like, actual relationships. Should we bring a boy in? Yes. Bring our boyfriends in when we have them. I wonder if Chris would come on the podcast. That'd be me and him debate like it's gone out. Oh, we might need to do it. We, like, fight. Like, Like, he literally messaged me over something I posted today, and he's like, we're going to debate it. He's like, it's going to be intense debate when I get over there tonight. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, one when Abby and I have partners, we'll have our partners and you on for sure. That would be hilarious. and the relationship ended on air. <laughs> I wonder what they're doing right now. I wonder what they're doing oh. too. Oh my god, I'm so t- <laughs> I was hurt. Okay, can I tell you the funniest meme? The other saw the other day. It was like 
babe, don't stress right now. Your boyfriend's out um, sleeping with every girl in Melbourne, but it's okay. He's gaining skills he'll use on you later. I love that. I was like, hey, power to the slutty boys. (laughs) Paying it forward in the future, you know? Like, hone those skills. Mm -hmm. Love it. I haven't had sex in so long. Oh, God, we're going here. All right. (laughs) And cut. I believe this is where we will go off air. And goodbye, guys. (laughs) 